When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, Lawrence, welcome to you. Lori and Julia show my talk 1071 everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us on this snowy afternoon. Lori is out. Looks like uh, she's probably got the flu. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. That stinks. She feels, feels like a truck ran over. Yes. So whatever that sickness is that I think a lot of people are having, yeah. Yeah. she's got it too. So thanks, Holly, for sitting in. Thanks, Donnie. Tell us about Manuary, Julia. About your picks. The Manuary oh, draft oh. happened this yeah, afternoon. I, have, I, I really think I did well. For okay. some reason, we got the first pick, and then you we didn't have to go one, two, three, four. Four, three, four, two, three, one. Two, one. No. We just went one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So I kept drafting well, you away. Could, you got the first pick because you were the first team out last year. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> so we were the underdog. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. But Julia, your first pick, Daniel Green. Love him. Everybody wanted that guy, so you he came in. He hasn't been on their shows. He's been on ours, so yeah. I'm glad. We and got so, him. who's Daniel Green again? He's, he's a, a he's a, a chef, celebrity right? chef, but yeah. he he really talks. He has books out on how to eat right. He once, I think, as a younger man, was heavy, and he's transformed his life and turned it around through healthy eating. He's got great cookbooks. He works with a lot of different places, and he's working with Ronald McDonald House as his charity, which we love. Yeah. So I'm excited. Okay, I've got bigger news than that, though. Ooh, in January. Please. I need to tell you what it was like last night for me. Donnie, do we have a little music to yeah, play? Yeah, I just... Uh, uh-huh. you know, so I, last I, night... Last night. Mm-hmm. Last special night. Music. About last oh, night. I mean, it could go in any yeah. one number of directions last here. Night, people. Yeah. Maybe you saw me up on a big screen oh, somewhere. Really? Maybe you saw me... So why Here's the most, I was I was invited by Dr. Uh-huh. Crutchfield um, to go see a Timberwolves game. Fun. Now, I've sat in good seats at the Timberwolves and horrific seats at the Timberwolves. <laughs> You've the seen, last night, seen it all. I sat in these seats. Yeah. Um, the floor is more, people. I, <laughs> I was all worried. I was just going to see knees and stuff because literally sat behind the basket on the floor. First oh, row. Nice. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. You're never going to go back it to those bleacher seats. It was so much seats. fun. Okay. It was, it was total, you know, VIP. VIP. It was so fun. <laughs> so the, the Lexus Club, you know, is where you go in first. It's like the Champions Club at the Twins game. And um, holy Toledo's women. It's all men at those games, first of all. Basketball, huh? All. Uh-huh. I mean, very few women. If people, I'm just telling you, it's all men. And they're so fun. Anhill, you know, is one of the um, rebel rouser cheerleader he's a type hype people. Guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a hype guy. I saw him there <laughs> last night. I saw another friend 
um, who's a hype person. They make the game so fun and interactive, but I've never sat since my kids played basketball at the junior high right there on the floor. It was so fun. Um, but then the awkward moment came. Oh, no. Um, first oh, no. of all, the Timberwolves, it was an exciting game. They were very close. They played the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, there was a guy in the Thunders team that when they were shooting the free throws um, right next to me, his his calves had cupping um, marks all over it because he had cupping oh. done on his calves. Oh, the therapy. The therapy. Yeah. Cupping therapy was done all over his legs. So that was kind of funny to see up close. Um, and then... The kiss cam came. There's a man standing right in front of us. I'm not really looking at him. I'm looking other places. And then I look up at the big screen and it's me and Dr. Crutchfield. And I'm oh, like, they put you together oh, on yeah, the no. kiss cam, Julia. Like, oh, oh my gosh. No. We're on the kiss cam. And he goes, oh. oh no. And he comes in and he goes, right on my cheek. It was perfect. Oh, it was perfect. But it was one of those. Oh, we Dr. Laughed. Crutchfield saving the day. We laughed so hard. Oh my gosh. We laughed so hard. <laughs> And then everyone else were like lovers, you know. Oh, yeah. And then, right. yeah. Everyone's getting a big old smooch. I know. So I got so many texts from my friends like, are you, who are you with there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who, who, who are you in the kiss cam with? Doing? Anyway, I just, that was really fun. And the, and the Timberwolves are doing really well. And if you can go to a game, they're really fun because they keep hyping and doing dance stuff. And everything happens during commercials to keep you into the excited and having fun it's more than just a basketball game it's more it's just more it's just including more. maybe you'll be on the kiss cam again yeah it was just <laughs> more and tyus jones played and he graduated from apple valley high school and he was the same grade as one of my kids so early early on in my kids little careers that we played football against him in basketball and it was really kind of fun does he play for the timberwolves he does oh and he had a lot of time last night so that was kind of fun. Cool. All right. Um, now let's get at it, Donnie. It's time to talk about what is happening 24 days from today. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, something, big, something big, something big, uh, something big. Wait a minute. I'm, 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 it's coming to me. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl time. Time for Julia's. I've got Super Bowl fever. I love footballs. She likes sports. <laughs> yes, yes, she does. I bet she does. Super Bowl segment. <laughs> She loves Super Bowls. <laughs> Super Bowls. Yeah, you she do. Loves Super Bowls. There's Super Bowls at the you Super Bowl, know it. Julia. All right, so, so what here, do you got Here's today? what I'm going to tell you about. All Please. right, all of the 10,000 tickets for the Super Bowl zipline gone. Oh. Sold out for now. We don't know if they're going to get any more, oh, so don't good. try. But those all sold out quickly. Um, they went on sale again yesterday morning, and they sold them out by before 11 o'clock. So that ride, if you can get them on Craigslist, it started at $30. So I'm just going to tell imagine you. imagine how much they're going to be on right. Craigslist? But that's right? what I'm just going to tell oh, yeah. you. Depending on the weather, they could be very cheap. Yeah, that's um, true. Depending <laughs> on the weather. The weather. Um, Super Bowl executives uh, have talked about if players kneel during the national anthem, what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And they know that um, the NFL has a declining audience this year. But they said what they're going to do is since Thanksgiving, a lot of this has dissipated during the national anthem. But yeah. if people do kneel, they're going to get on the camera time and then the um, announcers are going to say why they're kneeling. Yeah. Just, just explain it. Just own it. Own it. own it. own it. Own it. Yeah. Um, and then um, Al Michaels is going to be doing the play by play for this Super Bowl and Pat Summerall. Um, Oh, this is his 10th, so he'll be doing it if you're wondering. The negotiations right now for NFL Thursday Night Football are up. Who's going to get it? 
I don't think people are wanting to pay a lot of money for that. Well, the no. games were awful. I know yeah. it. I know it. Um, but this is the first time that a network is owning two major winter events so close together. That's oh, NBC. Sorry. They own the Super Bowl and the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Uh-huh. They haven't been this close since 1992, and no mm. other broadcast has ever carried both events in a given year. So go NBC. Ooh. Go Peacocks. Uh-huh. Okay, in the advertising news for this year's Super Bowl, <laughs> yes. uh, 26 years later from the infamous Cindy Crawford Super Bowl ad for Pepsi, where she got out of, uh, um, what did she do? She was in a tank top and jean shorts that were made from her own jeans she purchased that day. And she was driving a Lamborghini and she stopped at a gas station to buy a can of soda. Oh, yeah. Classic. We all remember that commercial. They're remaking that iconic ad and they're including Cindy and her son. Right. Presley Walker Gerber is going to be in the ad as well as footage from Michael Jackson's memorable Pepsi commercial ad. I feel like they've already remade this, and they remade it with James Corden two years ago. Mm-hmm. So the, is this the third time that they're revisiting mm-hmm. this concept? Mm-hmm. And it's as it's with the sun. Well, I think was James camp- more of a joke. Well, yeah, yeah. it was funny. Yeah, yeah. So, this is they're honoring Pepsi's 120 year history in pop culture. Oh, sugar water. I know, but they'll have. I know, sugar water. It is okay. Other things that are happening is that um, there's going to be, you know, we've talked about the ice sculptures in Rice Park as well as the ice castle that is being built. For the Winter Um, Carnival. 70 foot... 70 feet tall structure is going to be in Rice Park. It's it's going to be, um, they're all 17 days of the winter carnival activities. And a part of that, of course, will include the Super Bowl. There's also going to be ice sculptures and an ice bar, which is new. Okay, that Ooh. will be fun. I know it. So they're going to have at, um, let's see, they are going to have ice sculptures at Rice Park. And um, they're also going to have an ice bar warm up with some hot spice mulled wine and other beverages to wet your whistle at the ice bar. So we don't know when that's going to come. So that will be, everything will be lit at night too. And of course, there's going to be the Vulcan Giant Slide at, for kids and families, that's going to be at the um, State Fairground. Sounds like fun. That's your Super Bowl update. When we come back, what is Miss SJP doing besides designing shoes? That is such a nice song to think about on this snowy afternoon. Havana, na na na. A little palm trees. Salsa dancing. All right, I have to tell you guys a quick story. Okay. So um, last night I was telling you that I went to the Timberwolves game and sat on the floor, which I've never ever done before and probably will never do again. (laughs) I was so nervous. You I was going to like spill a drink on the wood floor. I was going <laughs> to spill my popcorn. Oh, no. Stretch out your legs oh, and then somebody try to have long legs. I well, mean, I sat next to a guy. I'm like, who did you play basketball okay. for? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. But so Crunch, you know, Crunch is the mascot, the Timberwolf. Yes. Yeah. And he's going around with the gun to shoot off the shirts and everything. And so when we went over Christmas to a Timberwolves game, when my, or it was Thanksgiving, I guess, my kids came with and my sister was in town with her kids and Lori and Casey went, my, just all of us. And so Crunch came up to like, we were in a second tier, not like the second tier, but on the second tier in a corner, not great seats, mm-hmm. mind you, but I paid a lot of money for him that day. <laughs> and, um, and Crunch is walking by and I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, you guys to thing one and two, thing two, my kids, it's Crunch. 
Remember when he woke you up for breakfast? Don't years ago there was a promotion that I ha- did in Woodbury. I don't know what it was like at six a.m. or seven a.m. or something yeah. for maybe burger bagels or something. And Crunch is there, and I said, "Hey, will you do me a huge favor? Do you have anything going on right now? I don't live far from here. Would you ever come to my house and wake up my kids?" Oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Oh, yeah, a great, that. a great oh. idea. Did you traumatize your children by having crunch come and wake up your kids at 6 a.m.? I wish I would have had the phone cameras now that we, you know, back then. Oh, my gosh. He goes in there. What? 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 I mean, they were so freaked out. But then they thought it was so cool. So now it is at least 10 years later over Thanksgiving and I see him in the near facility. I might have had a couple drinks. Uh, maybe. And I'm like, maybe. And I'm like, boys, boys, there's Crunch because he came up to our level, you know, and Hanging was maybe, out with the crowd, mingling. maybe about 15 feet away and I'm like, Crunch, Crunch, <laughs> come here. Do you remember thing one and thing two? Oh, you know, my kids? Yes. They were green. I'm I mean, sure they were. Yeah, like, with embarrassment. With em- yes, with yeah. embarrassment. Let's take a picture because who <laughs> no. knows what iteration of crunch this is. I'm sure yeah, it is true. not they, the one that woke up your children. <laughs> I laughed <laughs> so hard. My sister's laughing so hard. Everyone else is laughing so hard. My kids are green. Oh, I'm glad it that was, you're into a public and private shaming of your children yeah. <laughs> with I, the crunch I really, mascot. I really, I really, it wasn't that loud, but I mean, it was kind of, come take a picture. My kids, I'm like, kids, come here, let's just get another picture. And they're just like so mortified that I'm their Can mom and that I'm even yeah. talking. Jeez. I Don't mean, talk, Julia. Oh no my talking. gosh. It was, it was, now, so did we, the crunch come and take the picture with your kids? Or no, did your, my kids were hiding. <laughs> I think the they, they ran in the other Bye, mom. Gotta but go. I mean, Gotta go to the one of my kids is like, I'm never no. talking to you again. <laughs> oh my gosh, God. Julia. <laughs> Embarrassments. Embarrassments. Moving right along, I just had to share that lovely. I a a lot of people do. My kids can't think of anyone more embarrassing than their mother. (laughs) A lot of kids say that. I know. Mostly about their dads, though. No, it's usually me. (laughs) Well, dad has bad jokes, and mom just is embarrassing. Okay, so here is Sarah Jessica Parker, who we love. The second season of Divorce is coming back on HBO. I started watching this last year, but I thought it was too dark. I didn't like it. But Lori, uh, yeah. Lori watched the whole thing and kind of liked it. So it's coming back this season and it's not supposed to be dark. It's supposed to be more upbeat and they're going to figure out how do we co-parent through being divorced parents. And it's supposed to be funny this year, which it was very dark, funny last year, which I didn't think was funny at the yeah, time. The, the show has a new showrunner. So yeah. I think that the woman is like, hey, let's lighten things up a little bit. Yeah, because it was dark. And I'm with you, Julia. I didn't finish it. I yeah. didn't. I was no. like, I was out at four and I love her. Oh, yeah. So here she is. Talking about something completely different. Completely different. <laughs> then divorce. All right, here her we show. Go, here we go. I'm Stephen Colbert last night explaining. It's about the second movie. Of Sex in the City. Of course. Did they like you in Abu Dhabi? No, we weren't allowed in Abu Dhabi. We shot in Morocco. Pretending to be yes, in Abu yes, Dhabi. Yes, yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Abu Dhabians oh. did not mm-hmm, take. Mm-hmm. I, I think primarily. I mean, I'm just speculating, but the I think the word sex in the script, the title page, sincerely, I think was objectionable. Wow. Just the title of the the show or the movie was uh, verboten. Oh wow. So I mean, I'm just guessing, but I, you know, it and maybe things have changed. I mean, there's been you progress. You could have just renamed it I'm like trying- <laughs> Drunk White Happy Lady. <laughs> no, we thought of, we did think of that. Try to but fool that, them? We tried to. And then to. afterwards we go, aha! <laughs> well, I don't want to take credit for any of the obfuscation that was plotted, mm. but I'm just saying that there was some thought about finding a more palatable way to uh, tell the truth. Um, Aren't, we we, <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all looking for that on a daily basis? But this was back in the day where truth mattered. Oh, you know, right. where you hung your hat sure. on there honor. There wasn't such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> oh, she's, right, we're, we're running a little behind. We're going to have to come back to this. I don't think we're going to have time to get the next two of them. Well, we'll in. do them later in the show. She's you know, just they're so, worth playing, though. She's so, so darn you know. cute. Yeah, well, when we come back, we're going to talk movies and local theater for something for you guys to do this weekend Great. and um, other things that we're going to be talking about are um, well we'll my- be giving away some tickets oh that manuary thing yes that manuary party is a week from last night That's at can right. wonderland so we'll play the sounder a couple of times during the show I'm today kind of excited i feel like we're gonna win you think your team is gonna yeah. win oh you think your oh, team is do. gonna win Getting team really laurie and julia wow right i mean bat, yeah huh? I really do. You got a lot of bluff there. A lot of gruff. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Are you going to bring Crunch in and try to terrorize <laughs> oh uh, the other gosh. shows? No. Randomly Seriously. scare them? Crunch no. is going to go to my one kids of did think house. I was pretty cool that Crunch woke them up. Well, no. Oh. I mean, that was cool. But when but you're I'm, nine, yeah. I'm <laughs> telling you. When you're, I mean, okay. <laughs> you know how much Strategies. my boys make me laugh, though? <laughs> I'm never talking to you again, Mom. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Never. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Okay, we will be right back. Take care. Take care. You're listening to Lori and Julie on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. And by the way, you can stream us on iTunes. We'd love it if you did. We'll be right back. for hanging out with us today. Um, we'll chat embarrassing mom moments later. <laughs> if anyone wants to call, we'll do that next hour. Chris Hewitt is with us. And Chris, I was just telling some how I embarrass my kids over and over and over. But anyway, you are here and we want to hear about, this is kind of funny that this is the movie that you saw. Um, you are working for the Star Tribune right now and you're doing um, theater work at the Star Tribune and you're doing movie work for the Lori and Julia show. And the, <laughs> is that how we... Is I that, guess you could say that, yeah. Is that how we're saying it? Yeah. So, um, I don't see as many movies as I once did, that's Yes, for sure. but you still see them for us, so we yes. appreciate it. So um, one of the things 
that you saw that we've Lori has been laughing about and some other people kind of had a squiggly eye about is the fact that Hugh Grant got nominated for a BAFTA award for best supporting actor for Paddington two. Now I just saw Paddington one for the first time last week and I thought it was the most lovely thing I've ever seen. Isn't it delightful? And now, yes. And now you say Paddington, you saw Paddington two. Now give me, is he worthy of a best supporting actor? Not yeah, yeah. he's really? fantastic in it. He's you fantastic Grant. in it. Wow. Okay, this is okay, so, so fun. I was I really feel, I feel Why? vindicated. Why is Hugh Grant deserving of a BAFTA award nomination for it's co-starring role in Paddington too? He's a villain, right? He's the yeah. baddie. Okay. I mean, it almost feels like he always like he would be a great James Bond villain for my money, too. Oh, yeah. It almost feels like he's kind of always been a villain, even when he's been the good guy, supposedly. You have a fantastic like he has this point. sneaky He's sneaky sort of daddy. Underhanded. I'm mm-hmm. telling you one thing, but I'm really thinking another thing. I mean, it's like always been there. And I think it was just genius of the movie just to cast him in a role that really takes advantage of that. And the movie is, I mean, it's every bit as good as the first one. It is delightful. Um, it's funny. We're talking about Paddington sweet. 2, people. <laughs> So yeah, people for, should for sure go, and he really is good. And plus, the BAFTAs are always kind of Brit centric anyway. Yes. So like, you get a little bit of a leg up if you were in a British movie, and this is one, and he's a British guy. So I don't know if he. I wonder is if he's ever this? won one before. I don't know. Four weddings. I don't know. Oh, I, that was just on the other day. I haven't seen it in a long time. Did it hold up? Yes. I would watch that movie again. I, he did win a BAFTA for four weddings and a funeral. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's so delightful in well, that. Well, it's but time for we, another one. Yeah. You know, he's been all over doing his press and everything, and he's just so funny because he makes so much fun of himself. Yeah. That self-deprecating thing always works. Always works, and he's so brilliant at it, and he has that beautiful accent. Do you think, um, you know, he said that the guys, whoever wrote Paddington 2, basically sent him the thing they wrote it with him in mind the bad guy character and they just said this is yours you have to do it i mean you can kind of tell from the role it feels like such a great fit for him and like such a smart use of his talents that yeah i'm not surprised to hear that they wrote it with him in mind in a way you would like he's somebody who has periodically said I'm not so sure I'm into acting. I might give it up. Right. In a way, mm-hmm. you kind of wonder if it's dangerous to write a role for him because, A, is he in one of his I might give it up phases? And, B, is he going to say yes to a children's movie when, you know, he's coming off that um, Meryl Streep movie where yes. he got really good reviews, and I think it probably gave his career a shot in the arm. But yeah. I think he was smart to to plate his troth with this movie, too, because it's The Meryl Streep really movie good. where Meryl Streep played the old opera singer who couldn't sing. Florence yeah. Foster Jenkins. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he was brilliant in that, I think. In fact, wasn't he nominated for an Oscar? He I think was. He was. I think he was. He, he, was, he was. he was really good in that. You oh. know, the thing about um, him is just he's so funny. He's so <laughs> Julius fun. verklempt thinking about Hugh Grant. Can I Let's say? Let's start a fan club. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. we've. Got, uh, he's on our man wall. He, Lori and I have been in love with him. Who? What woman... Hasn't been in love with him since all of his romantic comedies. I think Julia has a point there. He had a pretty I, good run. Yeah, I will say that Paddington 2 right now has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it on really? The, on the tomato meter. I feel and now, so happy. And now there have been lots of reviews, because I'm just looking at the top critics, because this movie has been out for a while in England, yeah. and I think it's made significant money over there. Big it's money. a big hit. So everybody loves it. I know Julia can't wait to go and see this movie. 
I you are not going to be disappointed. I'm well, it's just funny because I, I just saw it at home, you know, the last one, two years after it came out. And, and what compelled you to see the Nothing one? else to watch. Oh, it was on cable or whatever. It was on Netflix. Oh. There was nothing. We couldn't figure out anything else that we could agree with with some younger kids and some older people. I mean, I feel like that's almost the perfect way to discover it, too, because it's just such a surprise. I remember when I went to it, I was like, uh, am I really up for kids movie? Right. And I really mm-hmm. don't care about Paddington. He was not part of my life growing up or anything. And, you know, from the opening seconds, it's just so inventive and playful. And, and does witty the woman and... who plays the Sally Hawkins, is yep, she? Is it back. still the Brown family? The still same all char- of the same people, yeah. Oh, it's so good. All right, now let's move on because I just saw Molly's Game. Mm. Absolutely loved it. And then, did you, you've seen it. I have seen it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I absolutely loved it, but I did like it too. It's very Aaron Sorkin-y. Uh, I mean, I feel like people going yeah. into it have to know... Like the movie's two hours and ten minutes long, and I wouldn't—I don't think I'm exaggerating to say an hour and a half of that is her narrating. Like, but I loved there's it. There's a lot of narration. It didn't bother me. Her telling your story. I felt story. like I couldn't go to the bathroom. Wow. Well, that's a pretty good. I was so <laughs> I couldn't. So we should say it's based on the true story of Molly. What's her last name? Molly Bloom. Bloom. We've yeah. We've oh, kinda, you talked about it. We've kind of talked about it. Okay. Exhaustively, this, but in, she's great in it. Jessica Chastain. Can we discuss the fact that Idris Elba never removes his shirt once, does not take any showers to ponder the evidence. And they never made out. Never works out while thinking about what strategy he should use in the courtroom to defend her. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a problem. And I think people should be warned. Oh, no. He's suited the entire time. But But does he wear a suit well? He wears a vest. Which looks so hot on a guy. Chris, you've got your sweater vest on today. Yeah, I don't think I quite pull it off as well as <laughs> I think does. you look handsome today. <laughs> but what Thank you're you. saying is that if you dislike Aaron Sorkin, you need to be warned before going into this movie because it has a lot of Aaron yeah, Sorkin. You're not gonna I like mean, you're it. just not going to like it. There's a lot of walking and a lot of talking. Yep. And it moves kind of fast and everybody speaks in roughly the same extremely verbal, high IQ I loved way. it. I loved it. But if you go in knowing that and you're up for that, I think it is. Then I you'll think it's love fun. it. And she's terrific in it. Mm-hmm. I don't. She's not really getting talked about as a. Well, I think she's being talked about as like a potential also ran. But I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been more Oscar talk for her because it's a pretty spectacular performance. It really Oscar. is. And she's the focus of the movie. It really is a spectacular. She performance. has a shower scene. Yes, though, she now does. Now that I think about it, she looks hot yeah. in that in that movie. She does have a shower scene. Okay, so um, as far as other movies, The Shape of Water. That's your friend. Ow. I just bit my tongue. Sally Hawkins again. It's fantastic. Um, And she is going to get nominated for an Oscar for Mm -hmm. sure. She plays this mute woman who at her job at a sort of quasi scientific facility uh, stumbles upon this uh, almost like creature from the Black Lagoon type character. But instead of being scary, she essentially falls in love with him. And so it's the story of that love story and also of her attempts to keep this facility from abusing him. So there's kind of a little bit of a social angle and it's a love story and it's kind of funny and it's really beautiful to look at. It was made by Guillermo del Toro and it has a kind of a sheen that's just sort of beautiful and nostalgic. It does look it does look good. You know, when he won um, Best Director for he did he win best director the yeah the golden globes yes for he did. shape of water but yet that movie didn't win um it was weird some of the globe things but he won for best director did you hear his speech i did yeah i mean he felt very i grew up with monsters they were my family i mean what else did he say it was very yeah i never had heard him speak before and so listening to him talk about 
his monster love life. Oh, well, if yeah. you if you went to the, uh, he had a whole exhibition at the Minneapolis Institute of Arts, all his personal last collection. Year. Yeah, last mm-hmm. year, and it was all his own stuff. And that is a man who has an obsession and has cultivated it. And he is a fantastic filmmaker because he knows so much about old movie monsters. Yeah. And not even that, but books and, and things and stuff. So it was really cool to see him acknowledge that. Yeah. And and acknowledge the, you know, lack of female mm-hmm. nominees in this category, yes. which mm-hmm. was sort of a little bit of the elephant in the room. Well, Natalie Portman had already uh, identified the elephant <laughs> yeah. in the room. Very yeah. And now but. for best, the nominees for best director, none of which are men. The all male mm-hmm. nominees, yeah. Mm-hmm. He said that. Okay, so that's, that sounds good. Now, tonight is the Critics' Choice Awards. Oh. And they, I'm going to put this in front of you. They have... Um, all these movies nominated, and you're a critic. Um, I mean, they, they have 10 different movies nominated, everything from, you know, The Big Sick to some other ones. Do you think, okay, what did win Breast Picture? What just won? Oh, the three billboards outside of Ebbing. At the Globes? Yeah, that yeah. just won for Best Picture. Do you think that's going to be a sign that they're going to keep winning? Well, I don't think the Golden Globes are assigned it too much. It's, you know, it's it's seven dozen journalists who vote for a variety of kind of crazy reasons. And the Oscars are whatever, 9,000 people Uh voting. But I do think it feels like there's a little bit of a movement in the direction of Three Billboards because it has a strong female protagonist. And this feels like a time when we want to pay tribute to movies that have strong female protagonists. It's funny because I've. I mean, she's an extremely flawed, strong female protagonist. So it's mm-hmm. interesting that we're landing on that movie instead of, say, Lady Bird right. or The Post, which also has an extremely strong female protagonist yes. played by Meryl Streep, although she's certainly not going to win another Oscar this year. But No. Um, so, yeah, it, it might be an indication so? that we're moving in that direction. Do you think out of all those movies, I mean, I want you to name which one's going to win, damn it, Chris. Well, it seems a little early. We don't have enough nominations yet. You're talking this about is, for the no, Oscars? No, this is for she, tonight. Oh, the Critics, she wants your Critics' Choice Awards, Awards which is tonight. on tonight. Uh, and Olivia Mom is hosting on the CW at 7 o'clock. I wonder if it might not be Lady Bird. Okay. But right. those, it's a really good bunch. I mean, those 10 movies could easily be the 10 movies nominated I think so for an too. Oscar. There might be one of them missing, but I think that's pretty close to what the Oscar list is going to be. All right, like when we too. come back, will James Franco show up tonight for the Critics' Choice Award or not? We will discuss. You're listening to My Talk 1071. Hey, gang, thanks for hanging out with us today on this windy, windy Thursday. We are broadcasting from University Avenue. Um, this is like, that's a filler piece. The time is. <laughs> what you are know, you doing? I-47. Miss <laughs> Lorene is out sick again today and she's got the flu, okay. I think. All right. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the flu later in our show. It is a killer right now. Oh, I mean, I it, is, it is bad. Um, okay, so Chris Hewitt is with us. We were talking movies, we're going to talk some plays. But before, you know, um, it feels like a new segment that we've had on our show for the last, um, oh, two and a half months, Men Behaving Badly Mm. um, and Sexually Inappropriate Behavior. And so James Franco just won a Golden Globe for his um, movie, The um, Disaster Artist. And um, five women now, the L.A. Times did a story and published a new article. Five women have accused him of abusing his power. As an acting teacher and mentor and a sexually explosive, exp- say the word, something. exploitive. Yes, way. Thank you. So what do you think about, you know, he was on Stephen Colbert the other night 
And he was talking about Ali Sheedy. You know, she tweeted stuff out after the Golden Globes and then erased it, you know, deleted it. But it was out there long enough for people to see. And he said, I don't know where that one's coming from. I directed her in a play and we had a great time. I, I don't know. And then his kind of his attitude was, I have a different memory of these things kind of, you know, but if. if Which is almost the exact same words Harvey Weinstein said. Yep. Um, He's well, not being accused of rape. No. I mean, I think there are a couple of interesting things about it. One is that he's like the usual PR playbook on this would be he cancels all of his appearances and right. doesn't go on these talk shows. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that he's going on and talking okay. about them. Mm-hmm. But he's initially saying, I'm not going to refute these. Or I, he actually is saying, I do refute these. But he's saying, I don't want to get into specifics because I think it's important these women be heard. But they're not true. So he's kind of trying to play both sides of it, which doesn't seem to me like it ever really works out for people. Yeah. Well, do you think he's going to be... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Toast now. I mean, because what we're seeing is that, you know, people who have these allegations against them pretty much are toast in the Hollywood circle. I mean, he's nominated for a Critics' Choice Award tonight for Best Actor for The Disaster Artist. He's got, it's award season. Um, you know, what do you think will happen? I don't know if he's toast. It seems like, like, as you said, the accusations are not as, they're not seemingly criminal, at least the ones that I've seen. They're not Same. as severe as some of them have been. But they are pretty specific Yeah, in a way that makes you feel like they sound kind of credible. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, he has sort of said, I have thoughts. And that suggests to me that at some point he's going to actually specifically address these stories. And I kind of wonder what he's going to come up with. Well, his attorney, Michael um, Plonsker, specifically denied each of the women's allegations. And he even said one of the women who... um, said something to he apologized to a couple weeks ago um and he said he wants to you know make sure that he tells each of these women individually he apologizes for behavior if that was what happened or there it's so it's feeling very um i don't know how to where to put it because i like him yeah mm-hmm. and I mean, it's like I, the franken thing yeah, yeah. Al well, Franken drives me cr- and it's crazy. Not criminal stuff. It's ethic kind of things that we're talking about here. The things that he was doing, abusing his power with right. these women and and lever- using the casting couch. Uh, it's not necessarily illegal, but ethically it rubs you the wrong way. Right. And so then it's hearing these stories. And then, yeah, again, Julie, it's like, well, what do we do with these accusations? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anyone has a lot of particular answers yeah, it seems like yet. we're learning, and it's yeah. good that 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 these level of accusations are being brought up too. Because 
the number of women in Hollywood who've been victimized by abusive power situations right. is probably 100%. Oh, I'm yes. sure it's 100 mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's good. interesting. I don't know. I think, like you said, it's kind of interesting. He's trying to play it both ways. Yeah. And ultimately, I don't know that that's a smart way to go, but. I don't know. We'll so see. far, it seems mm-hmm. to be working for him. He seems to keep showing up at things. He does, doesn't he? Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. All right. So here is, I read your article the other day that, you know, Hamilton was such a huge hit. It's coming to the Hennepin Theater Trust um, season next year. It's, at some point. We still don't know when. The dates have not been announced. Okay, oh, really? We know mm-hmm. it's going to be coming at some point. Yeah. But you said there's another exciting play out there that we need to know about. Yeah. It is currently on Broadway selling almost at the kind of premium prices that Hamilton is, also sold out. It uh, stars Ben Platt, who people know probably oh, best from the Pitch Perfect movies. He's wonderful. He, his performance in this show, he's not in it anymore, but I saw him when he was still in it on Broadway, is spectacular. He won a Tony for it. It's one of those like once in a lifetime kind of roles. He's and that's too bad because he's twenty four and he's probably never going to get rolled out good. Oh, he has just <laughs> shined. I mean, yeah, he's he, amazing. He plays this kid who has uh, uh, some kind of social disorder, mm-hmm. perhaps uh, a little bit like uh, some kind of autism. Probably he d- he doesn't connect well with other people, and he. Uh, stumbles upon this note uh, with a, from another kid, and it gets misconstrued, and this other kid commits suicide, and his character, who is Evan Hansen, becomes sort of a hero for reasons that are not, that he should probably say, oh, wait a minute, I didn't do the things you think I did based on this note, but he doesn't say that, and so he becomes a sort of false hero, and it's what's he going to do with that, and is any of this going to help him understand how to relate to other people? It's the, a really good show. And it's a musical, and the music was done, you were saying, by the guys who did the music for La La Land? Kasich and Paul, yeah, the the and who also did uh, The Greatest Showman. They're kind of everywhere all of a sudden. Did you like The Greatest Showman? Uh, people uh, like, people are finding it enjoyable. There is definitely stuff in it to enjoy. I think overall, it's it has some issues. It like some of the dialogue is dialogue is just terrible, Ugh. and the songs are a little, I think, bland and samey in a way that their other work has not seemed to me. But I, yeah, I mean, if you want to see Hugh Jackman in a musical, I think you're going to find stuff to like. In That's it. what I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still doing okay at the box office. Yeah, even I, though it had like it. horrible reviews. Yeah. I mean, song, people a love dance? a musical. Yeah, yeah we I don't do get flash. many of them, and so when one comes along, you kind of want to. People it. love a musical. They do. People I mean, love a bear. Paddington too. All right, so <laughs> Blythe Spirit is still playing for one more week at the Guthrie, and you really like this, so people have a chance to see it with Sally Wagner. Sally Wagner, who's probably the biggest theater star yeah. in the Twin Cities, I would say, is fantastic in it. She plays this sort of dotty, out-of-it medium. The show is set at kind of the dawn of World War One, although it's not about World War One. But uh, she's called in on a seance by a guy who is married to his second wife, and accidentally his first wife appears at the seance and begins to make his life hell. And Sally Winger sort of swoops in and out to try to solve the problem unsuccessfully a number of times. It's really witty and clever. and She's so good. She's so good. It's a great part for so her. So you have through next weekend or just it. through this weekend? Uh, through this weekend. I think it closes on okay. Sunday. And where is it playing? It's at, at the, the Guthrie. The Guthrie? Oh, how fun. And on then, the proscenium stage. Okay. And now you saw, um, you went to a place that we haven't been to in a long time, the Brave New Workshop. I know. I it's so been, easy to take for granted. Is it still on Hennepin? It is. Across it's from a, the Green Mill? Uh, no. 
uh, it's on it's downtown. It's oh, kind it's of across down- from the state, <laughs> but it's still on Hennepin. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so it's oh, been that's a- right. It moved into the Hay City Theater Stage. The old Hay so City. it's been a okay. hot second for you, Julia. Wow, because <laughs> it's been there for probably a decade. All right, fine. Um, I haven't been there in a long time, obviously. But to, it, yeah, was, and I had neither. Was it so fun? You know, it's the same kind of. We were just sort of saying that their shows tend to be a little bit hit and miss, and I almost wonder if they're designed that way. Because like, if it was one. Hilarious sketch after another, and you didn't have a break. Maybe that doesn't even work. Actually, that might be a story. You couldn't even you ha- couldn't you handle, couldn't handle it. it. You couldn't you handle the hilarity. You'd like be having a heart attack or something. <laughs> well, you know when you can't stop laughing for so long, it hurts. Yeah, like for ninety minutes. They don't want Give the people to break. be uncomfortable. Yeah, but it is really funny. It's a, most of it is holiday themed, which is why it's closing relatively soon. I think it's got a couple more weekends, but. Uh, they do a version of the 12 Days of Christmas that is Minnesota-specific. And I can't stand that, Carol, like pretty much everybody else in the world, I think, mm-hmm. can't stand 12 Days of Christmas. But this is hilarious. And I would go back again just to see it because really? it's so funny. Oh, yeah. funny. It has to do a little bit with the stadium and passive-aggressive in-laws. Yeah. And it's good. Fun. Yeah. Oh, Chris, it's so good to see you. You too. Tell people Thank how you. to follow you on Twitter and read you in the Star Tribune, of course. I'm now at Hewitt Strib. H-E-W-I-T-T-S-T-R-I-B. Thank you, honey. Thank you. All right, when we come back, oh, lordy, lordy, lordy.